0: at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. If you lost Survivor and you're feeling
3: down, David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how. You played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Baby, this is Why Blank Lost. Welcome
2: back to Why Blank Lost For the second person out of Survivor 43 I'm David Bloomberg And I, of course, I, I, uh, I am, of course Oh my gosh, I cannot speak today Let's keep going here I am, of course, joined once again By my co-host, Jessica Lewis who has left me speechless, (laughs) but I may leave her voteless depending on whether she has all of the necessary beads.
1: Okay. Wait now timeout. I might just be able to help in that regard because I might just have a whole lot of beads right here. So I think I win and I get to keep my vote.
2: One might ask how you got those beads.
1: Oh, one might ask how I got a whole lot of beads. Look, I have more beads. I have so many beads. I had so many people giving me beads. Look at this. I have silver beads. Like I could be giving
2: stop. you beads in New Orleans. What was that? Were they giving you beads in New Orleans?
1: <laughs> I think I win. I get to keep okay. my vote. Thank you very much.
2: Oh, okay. Yes. You have all the beads.
1: I have all the beads.
2: And therefore you get your vote. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I would have one hell of a hat. Could you imagine? Oh my goodness.
2: You could, you could make a hat out of just beads.
1: I know. I really could <laughs> It'd be a hard hat to wear.
2: It would be, but it would be a hard hat because it would be all beads. <laughs> I thought That's what you were going to say. All right. At this point, people are like, what podcast have I tuned into? Um, but, uh, you know, between me not being able to speak at the start and, and now just all this bead talk. Uh, but,
1: Beads were a big deal at the ceremony. I
2: know. So I know. Uh, yes. Mike Bloom uh, named it the Beadware advantage. Ooh,
1: that's good. I like that. Mike Bloom. Mm-hmm. He's creative. Uh,
2: yes, he is. Um, and, uh, but what we really want to talk about is it's something. the 400-pound
1: snake?
2: No. I uh. was not even going to mention that. But,
1: <laughs> um,
2: but we, uh. I was going to mention something you normally don't like to talk about, which is our predictions for last week, because you got the first one right and you even convinced Tiffany to change her prediction and go along with you.
1: Can I just say, nailed it? Absolutely nailed it. So thank you very much. Thank you, Tiffany, for listening to me because, yeah, I did actually get one right. And I will say, Owen. Has had a pretty big week, too. The episode was named after something that he said. Actually, his nickname, right?
2: Lovable and curmudgeon.
1: Yeah, so he's got a whole episode, like, named after him. And secret scene, all about Owen. So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, feeling pretty good about Owen right now.
2: I, I hope so. I hope they're not just trying to cram all his content in. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, you know what this means. You can no longer say that you suck at predictions.
1: Oh, no, I can say I suck at predictions.
2: No, you just like gave yourself a high time. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's the first time.
1: Well, I guess we'll try. I'll try to suck again. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Anywho, moving.
2: Yeah, that's going in the out of context (laughs) Twitter account.
1: That and the 400-pound
2: snake. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, well, even though, (laughs) Jessica, you predicted ahead of time who would go, we still need to explain why she went. Yes. And to do that, we will follow our usual path of comparing her game to the rules for winning that I originally wrote way back after season one and have been updating ever since. Mm -hmm. We'll look at all the non-spoiler information available to us from what we saw on TV, interviews, social media, secret scenes, you name it. We'll use it.
1: Yeah. And um, I will say a lot of repetitive stuff this week, but that's okay. It kind of makes sense, right?
2: Repetitive in what way?
1: And just the interviews, you know, there's, there wasn't a whole lot of like, "Ah," you know, kind of show,
2: but just interviews.
1: Yes. I mean, and and I get it because I mean, that's her story and and that's what transpired. mm -hmm. But, you know, I will say that if we could just kind of, put it all in one word it would be
2: jesse yes yes um yeah. but and and jesse will definitely come up uh on the oh, podcast yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah i mean that's the thing is everyone wants to ask their questions and she of course has her set answers to those right. we got a, we got some good tidbits though and there sure. were a few times where she mentioned different things so uh i'm, I'm sure those will come up But before we get to the rules, we always have things to talk about, and first, of course, is a topic that we frequently discuss here: why people tell everyone else about their advantages and disadvantages and everything. Great, because even Jeff brought it up at tribal council, Mm -hmm. and he said he hears that people scratch their heads about why people share all the information and advantages. So he hears that. Where does he hear that? You know, Hmm. we discussed maybe discussed last week. Uh, you know, we joked about him listening to this podcast. So
1: I think he, maybe he does.
2: Maybe he does.
1: Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, don't forget. I have this.
2: Yes. <laughs> Never forget that.
1: Yeah. So, yes, I thought that that was quite interesting to hear him speak of that. And and I do think that some of the responses relative to it were interesting because I see a lot of players Attempting to weave in the new era of survivor into mm-hmm. all of these components and try to justify certain things, and I guess like I understand it, but at the same time, it's like well, they no. can't
2: weave in. They can't weave in like a theme. They can't say, "Well, as a millennial,
1: <laughs>
2: I feel that if I'm going to have milk delivered by drone, <laughs> I should also have my uh, beware advantage delivered by drone." Right. You know. Yeah. So they have to say the new era because that's the only thing they have to work
1: with. I know. So everything kind of gets melded into that. that that's part of the new era of Survivor is you tell everybody everything.
2: Uh, well, mm. or it's that you tell everybody it's part of the new era of Survivor. That's where <laughs> I thought you were going. <laughs> so, <laughs> as someone in the new era of Survivor, I must bring up the new era of Survivor.
1: Yeah. And that's a fair point as well. There's a whole lot of that
2: yeah. happening. Um, But yeah, I mean, they all had reasons. And, you know, Jeff said in answer kind of to his own question that it's about currency and trust. And Jesse added that when you're authentic with people, they're authentic back. In real life, that's probably true.
1: Mm, mm -hmm.
2: Not on Survivor. No. On Survivor, when you're authentic with people about things like advantages,
1: they use it against you. Yeah. Well, and even if you go back to some of the most like incredible moments of survivor history, one being Parvati's idol play where she mm-hmm. played two idols, what did she do? She kept a secret, right? Mm-hmm. She did share a little bit of that information, but she didn't tell everyone. Not everyone knew what was happening. Her closest ally had no idea that that's what was happening. Yep. And that's why she pulled it off so beautifully, because she understood how to manage the information. And I feel like that is a lost art and and it's a very difficult thing to do. It's a hard thing to not want to share when you know something, when you have information, but you have to know how to manage it better. Right. And I do feel like the, the oversharing, the need to share has become a resonating theme that we are seeing yeah. much more than we have in old school Survivor.
2: Yes. I mean, part of it is driven by... Okay, they know they're going on this boat. Something is going to happen. Mm. They have to decide whether they're going to tell the truth or not, or, you you know, whatever. (sighs) Okay, I I understand that. And I do have to say, Cody telling Jesse and NECA about his beware advantage helped secure it. Yes. Because they were able to put together their little play to get all Mm -hmm. the
1: beads. Right. And but that's managing information. Like right. if you need to share and there are moments that you mm-hmm. need to share, that's one of those moments. And so that's the, the part that people really need to think about when they're in those situations is who needs to know. And it really should just be on a need to know basis.
2: Yes. Yes. And they definitely needed to know because he they were all solidly aligned. They needed mm-hmm. to know what happened. They needed to figure out the voting situation. Too. Right. Yeah. Um. But for every plus, there's a minus. I was Uh, just going to
1: say, there's always a but.
2: Yeah. um, Yes. And it has living across it. Uh, As as smart as the plan for the beads was, it was 10 times as dumb for Cody to take a beware advantage in a situation where he desperately needed his vote. Yeah. I mean, what are you thinking? It, you know that the beware advantage is going to take your vote away. Yeah. You know it's not. Maybe
1: he thought easy. it was new era survivor and it would change it.
2: It said beware <laughs> on it. it I know. know.
1: I'm Listen, I'm not trying. It, yeah. To me, I think it's interesting. The mechanism by which they placed it onto the tree stump. Oh, that
2: well, well hidden on that tree. Yeah. Stump there?
1: So I feel like. They're, it's like they're enticing children with candy. <laughs> they're like, well, he said he we're not going to pretty- make you look for it. And we're just going to put it here yeah, and then make and force people because here's the other side of that, right? If people know that the advantages are beware advantages, they might become less inclined to go out looking for them, right? If there's this idea mm-hmm. that, well, I don't want that. So I'm not going to go out looking because one, then people are going to be suspicious of me. and two. If it's a beware advantage, I'm going to lose my vote potentially. Mm -hmm. So now it's like Survivor has to be like, well, then we're just going to put it right here where everybody can see it and just entice people to be like, ooh, I want to look. And that's exactly what happened.
2: Yeah, I feel like, and I think we saw this last season too or or in 41 or both. I feel like it starts off more well hidden and then gets progressively less hidden as the days go on.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, they kind of
2: because like Ellie was looking and she looked right past it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not out in front of her. It was, I mean, it was in the crook of a tree. It wasn't that well hidden, but right. um, you know, and that was on their camp and that was like a day or two earlier.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and so I think as time goes on, it magically gets less and less hidden yeah. and they're not necessarily trying to get any one player to find it. It's just, they want someone to find it Mm. um and so you know but still he even said how dumb it was that he had screwed up the vote jesse was super annoyed about it Mm -hmm. you know i mean cody i know your whole life is about living and living in the moment and we got the backstory on that, and it was a very touching backstory, mm-hmm. and it made you change your life. But maybe in the game of Survivor, you don't just jump in and then realize it was a huge mistake. Um, but,
1: but then again, who better.
2: Yes.
0: To then have again. had
1: this happen to than right. Cody, because he actually was able to pull off the bead thing better than Anybody could have ever pulled it off. He already had the hat made. We saw the hat in the previous Mm -hmm. episode. So it's not like this wasn't something that he had around. He was wearing it in one of his confessionals. So this is something that is part of Cody. And then to come up with this plan. And I can't remember who suggested it first, but genius idea.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely genius idea. I think it was Jesse.
1: Genius. I mean, because not that type of approach. I could have never pulled it off if I'd been like, Hey, can I have your beads so I can decorate? Yeah. They'd be like, go away. You know what yeah. I mean? like, but Cody, he's just this fun, loving, living kind of guy, right? Yeah. Who is just desirous of having a good time. And he's got this hat and he wants to decorate. Oh right, Well, that sounds like Cody.
2: Yeah. It was like Xander or Marianne finding, you know, the beware advantage for making phrases. Right. When they first started, people are like, mm, that's, that's Xander. That's Marianne, whatever. Right. You know? Uh, Bunnies some mailboxes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with that said, Cody did make another mistake. um, And that was at tribal council. Because when Justine was asked by Jeff about getting a hat, or rather, sorry, Justine mentioned it. Jeff asked about Justine getting the hat. Cody should have said, well, if I'm still around, I'll make her one. But instead... (laughs) He said, Well, if she's still around, yeah, I'll make her one. And it's like, if that were me, I'd be like, What'd <laughs> you just say? Um, I, I mean, it didn't end up being a problem, but if Justine had picked up on that, she could have used her shot in the dark.
1: Yeah, and that is something that I do think is an interesting like side note in all of this. And she had talked about it in her exit interviews that she never felt. Like she was going to be in a situation where she needed to use a shot right. in the dark. And so they, they had handled that part very well, made her feel comfortable, made mm-hmm. her feel safe. And then to go to tribal council and potentially put that, you know, flip that on its head is certainly problematic. And the fact that she didn't pick up on it was a huge bonus. Not that she necessarily would have been safe, but, right. but then she also wouldn't have had her vote. But I guess it wouldn't have mattered anyway. It have
2: mattered, yeah. <laughs> Uh, continuing with people on this tribe making mistakes, I was really worried that Dwight was putting himself into position to get voted out uh, because he didn't want to go along with Jesse. He -hmm. had no vote, so he should have been the one saying whatever you want. Yes. Not not Mm -hmm. pushing back pretty hard. Now, I understand what Dwight was saying about wanting to set himself up for the future, even without a vote, and that is smart. You know, that's uh, part of the rules. But, he needed to read the room a little bit better.
1: Mm, yeah. Now, do we know how he gets his vote back?
2: It's back. It was a one-time
1: oh, loser that's it. Okay. at the
2: next tribal council. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm free. I can't remember all these rules. I know. It's too it's, many. It's you should to make rob- an advantage poster, like, rule thing. Yeah, you
2: can't tell the players without, you can't tell the advantages without a scorecard. Um, uh, you,
1: you really, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, I, I do think, also, speaking of Dwight, that it was pretty funny how he saw himself compared to how the others saw him, because we saw Jesse saying, "Well, Dwight's not really connected with anybody," and Dwight being like, "I have social connections with everybody." Um, I even did a TikTok on it. I thought it was funny enough.
1: <laughs> you and your TikToks,
2: yes, yeah. Um,
1: and I, I think that Dwight is definitely in an interest. He's in an interesting spot. I think that he could have utilized the no vote to his advantage in a weird way, because if he had approached as if I'll do whatever you want because Mm -hmm. I have no power, that might've been more beneficial to him because what else are you supposed to do? You don't have a vote. That is your power. So at that point, you're just like, I, you know, whatever you guys want to do, I fully support go along with it. I've got no stake in this. It's not mine. Mm -hmm. And that's really the only way that you can earn some type of, kinship i guess yeah
2: well yes and no because remember omer last season he started his power when he had no vote
1: right but that's what i'm saying so that's so that's how you do it
2: well by trying to push the right situations um, well the yes but is...
1: but he did it in a way that he didn't seem slighted right. you know it's all right. about the presentation and he was very and he would lead with listen i know i don't have a vote so i know that i'm not part mm-hmm. of this you know this debate in this decision because I won't be voting but then he would still sprinkle in bits of information
2: right but you should know what's going on over there and over there and yeah Mm -hmm. and so yeah if Dwight had tried that but instead yeah Dwight was not going to pull it over on Jesse you know this was it was a a balance of power a balance of perception situation Mm -hmm. and Dwight was not the one on the high end
1: right
2: Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see now that he gets his vote, how that plays out. Um, mm. I, I have some thoughts and predictions. I'm um, sure you do. Mm,
1: and always. now you're up against me. Who's great at prediction? Mm,
2: yes. Uh, <sighs> now, the only other thing I wanted to mention was something I saw online. Uh, there were a number of people tweeting at the beginning of the episode about Gabler being so tired and sick early in the episode. And that man looked like he had been through a 15 round boxing match with Muhammad yeah. Ali, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, but they were saying things like, Oh, look at Gabler, but they voted out Mariah. Cause she was the weak one. And all I could think of was you didn't listen to our podcast last
1: week. <laughs> you should have you know, told them that.
2: Well, I, yeah, I, I didn't want to get into a Twitter war. So I, just yeah,
1: those out. are not fun.
2: No, no. Um, but with all that said, uh, do you have anything else you want to discuss before we move on to the rules?
1: Yes, I do want to spend just a moment on NECA and the challenge performance. Not that I want to give her a hard time, but it really looked like she was trying to cause them to lose.
2: Someone said that to me on Twitter. Someone was like, is she throwing this? And I mean, I, the
1: way that she goes. grabbed the bag and just, like, threw it on, like, yeah don't need that. I, I mean, everything about it, even the way that she was kind of walking up slowly mm-hmm. and it, it was Noel was, like, yelling at her oh, that she had to help. Her, yeah. Yes, and, and I was watching this going, my gosh, maybe she really wanted them to go to tribal council.
2: I think she was just dead tired. I, I think that she is the least physically strong person there and they had you know i mean they haven't been eating for well i mean right and like that challenge whatever and my but, gosh yeah.
1: that was that was what? brutal that as was you brutal.
2: mentioned 400 pound snake
1: 400 pound snake yeah. with only five people having to pick up the 400 pound snake yes but i i just i rewatched the the um tribal counts or the challenge, the challenge again and i was i was a little taken aback i'm like wow that looks like, if someone was trying to, that's what it looks like. But
2: I think they could do a better job of faking it, you know, if they were um, if they were honestly trying to throw it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the bag in, the, you know, with the puzzle piece and
2: she just had no idea. I I did rewatch also a couple of times. Uh, and at the beginning and I know that, that Jeff's explanation is really more for us than it is for them because they mm-hmm. get a different explanation. But at the beginning, he didn't say anything about taking the bag with the puzzle piece.
1: Well, and he did have to remind the yellow team mm-hmm. that they are Baca, excuse me, that they yeah. had to take that. I, I don't know, but I'm I'm certain that it was probably covered in the much more extensive. Right. Here's how you do the challenge version. Yes. From Jeff Probst.
2: Yes. Yes. All right. Well, um, before we get to uh, just how Justine did, uh, let's mention that the rules we're about to cover are in a much more colorful, also available in a much more, I just cannot talk today, colorful. Wow. And, uh, um, and, oh my gosh, and shorter form. Wow. I don't know what my problem is right now.
1: I don't know. You're um, so, you know what it is? Because I was right in my predictions. Now you're saying. It
2: is. It has shocked me so much. It, it really has. has thrown so my universe just out of proportion here. But mm-hmm. uh, Yes. Uh, so anyway, it is at RobHasWebsite.com slash YXLostFeed. Uh, you can get the poster. You can uh, scroll down, get the poster t-shirt, which, by the way, comes in a sweatshirt, as I'm mm-hmm. wearing, because it's getting chilly. It uh, is. You can get the uh, checklist, t-shirt, sweatshirt, mug. Uh, you name it. So, uh, again, go to RobHasWebsite.com slash
3: YXLostFee. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire, huh?
3: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW, root void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Well, before the vote, Noelle said not one person has done anything wrong on the tribe and nobody deserved to be going home. Well, we know that's not the case because she thought someone else did in fact deserve to leave. She just wasn't expecting it to be her friend. Mm -hmm. This raises the question, of whether Justine deserved to go and what it even means to say someone quote deserves it. If you don't follow my rules, do you deserve to go? If someone is better in one area or another than you are, do you deserve to go? Or is it not even about deserving to go and more about who can do a better job staying? Hmm. These are all interesting, hypothetical, metaphysical questions, but let's get to the concrete. And look at what Justine did and didn't do in the game. It's time to figure out why Justine lost. We'll begin with the first and most important rule, which is the scheme and plot. I do think Justine did a pretty good job here overall. We, of course, saw that she was tight with Noel, which we'll also discuss in the second rule. But they also had Dwight and clearly thought they had Jesse on their side, too. Now, I gathered that from the episode, especially after having watched it the second time. But Justine said in interviews that he was really deep with them in mm. terms of strategizing and saying he was pretending to be with Cody and NECA and even discussing what they what he should tell Cody and NECA, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So he was like acting like he was a double agent. But it turns out he was a triple agent, uh, you know. Now, so while she felt about 90 percent solid with him. He wasn't with her at all. which is also uh, a problem because she felt so solid with him that they did a vote split with him in case NECA played her shot in the dark. And it also explains why she said in her final words that she got hoodwinked by Jesse.
1: Yeah. And I will say that's why at the beginning I said her, most of her interviews could just be called Mm Jesse because it was it was so interesting to just see the effect that one person can truly have on another person's game because she did put so much trust into him. And so that's just going to show how great he's playing the game because he was able to build that trust, but now he's kind of out himself, right?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, but it doesn't matter. He's on the majority. I mean, well,
1: right. Except now Dwight is upset with him but they still have the majority with Cody and NECA, right. but, and they don't usually do a swap in this new era of Survivor. So right. I guess that won't be an issue either.
2: I mean, probably not. Although in the new era, you have to be prepared for any. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's true. That yeah. is true. Um, but yeah, so I do think that Justine was certainly scheming and plotting. She seemed to have a good idea about what she wanted to do in the mm-hmm. game. And her and Noel were very close. But it was also interesting that the duo component, which I know maybe I'm, you know, jumping ahead a little bit here, but I know, but it was so obvious to everyone. Yes. You know, Justine openly talked about it. And so I don't know if that was problematic or if it was OK, because it seemed like, oh, we're going to get there then. Well, if, if you have.
2: For those of you only listening, I am nodding my head vigorously.
1: Vigorously, (laughs) Um, because I did. I I, obviously that can then become a problem. But if you have three sets of two, mm, yes, that can the numbers aren't really going to work out so well. Now
2: I'm like dizzy from nodding my head.
1: (laughs) You can stop. Everyone's.
2: Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, with what you were talking about with the. With the swap, it's interesting because that plays into one of my criticisms about Justine is that she admitted she hadn't talked game or strategy with Cody or NECA. Right. Um, And that also plays into the two, two, two thing. Um, She said in interviews, it was because those two were so obvious and not wanting to work with her and wanting to target her. And that is understandable. Players you know, we've seen it before, but they really should try to work with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Cody was targeting her right off the bat and we'll get to that later on. I also know that they weren't talking to her, but then, you know, try to reach across the aisle. Yeah. But she said they clearly made their minds up about her, but that should have meant her trying hard to change those minds, not just accepting it. Right. I suspect she felt that she had a majority of four. So she didn't need to worry about them, but mm-hmm. it's still something you should at least attempt to do. Cause you're never a hundred percent. And right. going back to what you were talking about, with the swap, what if there had been one and she had been stuck on a new tribe with Cody and Neca? Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, you and know? again, you don't know what's going to happen in the game. Mm-hmm. And also with such small sized tribes, every relationship becomes that much more significant because you don't have 10 people, nine people sitting there, you have six. And so your options are very limited. So you really need to create the bonds. Like we saw Jesse clearly do because Mm -hmm. the bonds that he created allowed him to literally control the vote and what was going to happen. And Justine was along for the ride because she had put all of her faith into Jesse And Jesse was the one that was calling the shots and was not taking her along with him. And so it is a very interesting issue that when you just don't necessarily bond with someone, you still got to try. You just have to. Even if you don't want to, you have to for the sake of the game.
2: Yeah. Right at the beginning of the game, especially. So this is different from, for example, what happened to you, where Mm -hmm. people on your tribe got pissed at you because they felt you had wronged them in the vote. And mm-hmm. we've talked about that before and, you know, but this wasn't that situation. This was right, right off the bat. Like,
1: right. She said they never even.
2: Right. But she chatted, also, talked. Yeah. She never reached out to them either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to try, even if you're rebuffed, you got to yeah. try and rebuffed doesn't mean taking your buff off and putting a new one up. either.
1: Nice. Um, so. Hashtag All right.
2: Yes, uh, we can move to the second rule, which uh, we kind of inched into a little bit already.
1: I did a little bit. I Yeah, instantly. Um,
2: says not to scheme and plot too much and to keep your scheming secret. Now, there's that obvious duo of Justine and Noel. Anytime you're in a situation like that, it draws unwanted attention. Uh, Justine said in her interviews that sometimes it can work to be in a duo. No, not like this, Justine. I'm sorry. Um, You know, not when you pair up right off the bat in a tribe of only six. You're so tight, like you mentioned. It's so obvious. Mm -hmm. They they needed to do a better job of hiding just how close they had become in such a short time.
1: And that's the thing. It was obvious right off the bat. Cody was calling them out on it right away. Oh yeah, And Cody was making sure that everybody else knew about it and how we can't trust them because They're really close and they're tight. And it's one of those things that we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Those first votes, you're looking for any reason, right, to vote someone out. And Cody was playing right into that, Mm
3: -hmm. giving
1: everybody every reason to want to vote out Justine, using that relationship that she had with Noelle, using the fact that she was a salesperson (laughs) and you can't right. You can't trust anyone in sales. And but he really did add to a narrative that then made other people start to think the same way.
2: Yes. Yes. Have you been reading my notes? Mm.
1: Um, <laughs> um, this is what happens when we do this for so long.
2: I know. I know. Uh, all right. The third rule tells players to be flexible. And for this, I need to refer back again to our discussion in the first rule uh, about not even really trying to reach out to Koda and NECA. Um, we don't need to rehash that, but, you know, like we both said, you need to keep as many options open as possible. Yeah. Um, other than that, did you have any thoughts about her in this rule?
1: No, I I mean, I really think that, I, I do think that part of the reason why she didn't take that extra step to be flexible the way that she was is because, yeah, she felt comfortable. Right. But that doesn't mean that you can't still try.
2: Right, exactly. All right, the fourth rule tells players not to let their emotions control them. How do you think uh, Justine did here?
1: Well, considering that she thought NECA was coming after her and knew that there was an issue with Cody potentially, mm-hmm. I don't think that she let her emotions control her, but I think it blocked her in a way because it was like, oh, I know that NECA's coming for me and I know that Cody has an issue with me. and And instead of attempting to figure out what was going on and instead of trying to like, bridge that gap and and say, Hey, you know what what can I do? What did I do? She just shut it down. And so I do feel like there was something there relative to the emotions, but it was just more of not she just shut everything down instead of like dealing with it if that makes sense,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, also on the other side, she became friends so quickly with Noel, uh, apparently with Jesse, although, You know, we saw on TV, Jesse being like, well, I'm close with everyone but her. And Justine's like, what are you talking about in her interviews? You know, Um, I do think, you know, and this kind of just came to me now. I do wonder with Jesse playing triple agent. Could he have been feeding information to Justine to make her not even want to try to get with them?
1: Oh, I'm sure. You this know, is why the, he was so good at playing both right. sides the way that he did, because he made her feel so comfortable in her position. And so yeah, I'm certainly, I certainly would support that theory that it was Jesse that also stopped her from doing that. And yeah. not just and, and and here's the thing too. He could have been playing with her emotions right. by saying, Well, NECA said this or I right. said that, and this is what they want to do. And that's going to cause her. Even more distance to them, if that's the if that's the reaction, and that's a, yep. that's a normal reaction to have. Mm-hmm. If someone is calling you out or targeting you suddenly, now you want to target them, and you don't want to form a bond with them. So that's definitely a fair yeah fair assessment. Yeah, look at you on the spot. like
2: <laughs> We do all this prep, you know, ahead of time, and then it's like, oh, a little light bulb ding. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, the fifth rule we can uh, move on to, which reminds players they need to pretend to be nice and play the social game. Clearly, the Survivor editors wanted us to think Justine had a problem here. I truly think it was overblown and they were just trying Mm -hmm. to simplify things. Um, She didn't like spiders. Okay, who does? You know, I had one come down from the ceiling right in front of me a day before this episode aired. I was on the phone with someone from RHAP on the treadmill and a spider comes down right in front of me. I'm like, I can't go anywhere. I'm attached to my phone on the treadmill. I'm like, what? Yeah, the uh, Trying to kill it. You know? Um, yeah, I wasn't happy about it. But she said everyone else there was talking about them, too. We just yeah. didn't see those comments. Um, Don't get
1: me started on spiders. I have one hell of a spider story. Maybe I'll tell you
2: another time. Ooh, OK. Um, I feel like it helped get me into law school. Oh, okay. I thought it was a survivor spider story.
1: Oh, no, no. If there had been spider, listen, I, I absolutely hate spiders. I, it's the one thing for whatever reason, they freak me out. I don't know what it is. I just can't. So I completely, I support her hatred of spiders as well. Yeah. But I also have, I have a backstory. I have another story, but we, it's not about spiders today, but anyway, someday I'll tell you all my spider stories.
2: Um, Yeah, I have friends who have, like, accidentally uh, used tear gas on spiders inside their car, you know, so, um, but.
1: No, I grew up on a farm and we had spiders. I'm not even kidding you. Their backsides were, like, the size of grapes, like the big grapes. Mm -hmm. And when they would fall, you would hear them because they were so big. I don't know what kind of spiders they were. They were all over the place. It was horrifying. Horrifying. Thanks, Mom. I know you listen. (laughs) She can attest to these spiders. They were terrifying.
2: Well, see, if you had uh, been Justine, they would have showed all those clips and none of they anybody would have. Else. Yes. Um, You know, and we also saw her complain about her nails and trying to balance the shelter with Cody or something and Cody just blowing her off. And I, I think all of these were supposed to indicate that she was a more troublesome presence or that mm-hmm. she wasn't an outside type of person, whatever. I, But I really don't think that hit anything to do with why people wanted her gone
1: i don't think so either and i think too that part i'm pretty sure she talked about this in her Mm -hmm. um pre-game interviews where she's like i present a certain way and people might assume that i act a certain way but i'm not that like i'm i'm really athletic and i'll get in there i'll do everything i've got to do so i don't think that that's what she was doing she might have made i mean because Listen, your nails get gross out there. Yeah. I mean, it's disgusting. And you're like, I'm horrifying right now. Everybody talks about it. Everybody talks about how dirty they are. People don't know how dirty they are because you can't see yourself. People walk around dirt on their face for weeks and have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, it's definitely a thing.
2: Yeah. So, you know, in that regard, I don't think she bears any real blame. Um, as far as the rest of the social game, you know, she felt she was closest to Noel and Dwight and Jesse was a close third and that's fine but she kind of admitted in her interviews it was an easy third since Cody and Neca weren't talking to her right and so from Jesse's perspective that put two people ahead of him in terms of who was closer which is not necessarily very comforting you know he he's like she may have like Felt like he was close, but he was on the bottom half at that point.
1: Yeah, and that's a really fair point as well. Because if you see how tight she is with Noelle, if she's if she has to pick, she's picking Noelle.
2: Right. And if she has to pick after that, it's Dwight. So if they ended up going to tribal council two more times after this, bye-bye, Jesse. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's very that's a good point.
2: So well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, The uh, sixth rule warns against being too much of a threat. And obviously, Justine was the biggest threat on the whole island because she is a salesperson. I mean, Mm -hmm. a salesperson there. There's nobody worse. Satan, forget about it. Salesperson. I mean, (laughs) can you imagine? how she wheels and deals and schemes to get people to buy. Hold on. Let me check my notes. Cybersecurity software. Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait,
1: I can't, you can't make me laugh like
2: that. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah it, well, if this is the first time I really do think, and, and she pointed this out too. I don't think salesperson, has ever been a profession that people have went, hmm, maybe I shouldn't tell people that I'm in sales when I go out into the island.
2: I mean, like used car salesman.
1: Sure. But didn't we have a used car salesman win?
2: Brian Heideck, yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it can happen. Yeah. But, but I, I, I and mean, I know. he played like a
2: used car salesman. And he
1: did. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, before I went out there, I had some very, like, Real conversations with myself. Do I tell them I'm a lawyer so they know what I actually do, mm-hmm. or do I come up with a different version of of me? Because that has always you been said, one of I'm those a
2: salesperson,
1: <laughs> right? And it's, you know, then you go to salesperson. Now you find out they can't pick that either. Yeah. So I I do think that, but but again, this goes back to Cody, who I'm impressed with that he mm-hmm. even came up with this line, and maybe he was really good at selling it because I don't know, he's a salesperson. Yeah. I mean,
2: and yeah, we, you know, a lot of people have talked about the salesman lying about his profession and saying, all salespeople are liars and threats, but just as I can't see Justine scheming in her software sales, I can't really see it for elevator sales. either. Well, I still, because somebody needs to explain to me this. Yeah. If you're trying to sell an elevator, it's already clear that they need one. It's not like you're going to go up to someone with a one story building and go, Hey, you know what would look really good there? Another story. And then you could put on an elevator.
1: Right. You know How many elevator salesmen are knocking on the doors of these businesses, like fighting to get in there? I, he and, has a you little jacket.
2: Want to buy an elevator?
1: Right. You and know. if that really happens, Cody, please come to my office. We have an elevator that's in the back of my building that's been broken for like three years now. And nobody's fixing it. So you don't even need to give me a sales pitch.
2: You better watch it. He might try to upcharge you by like adding extra buttons. <laughs> <laughs> it's what a scheming salesperson would do.
1: He's so scheming selling those elevators. <laughs> I'm just fascinated. I'm fat. Clearly elevators have to come from somewhere. Right. I mean, but in Mommy my mind, daddy
2: elevators. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: You're the worst, you know, but I feel like it's one of those things where you just are like, hey, we need an elevator. And you go into some like Google site somewhere and there's a company that sells elevators like and that's what they do. Maybe that's what he does. I can't. But in my head, when you say elevator salesman, I imagine like, hello,
2: you can't even go door to door because they're not built yet.
1: No, you're going to like drag an elevator. You're like, let me show the newest model here.
2: Here's (laughs) here's our sample.
1: (laughs) It comes in multiple colors. (laughs) This one's glass. I'm fascinated. Did
2: you you want breaks with that? That'll cost extra.
1: Right. Do you need like any Matrix movie type moments here? Because we can have some added features. I am fascinated. I just want to know. So fill me in, Cody. Let me know how elevator salespeople work because I've never heard of such a designation before. (laughs) But clearly, he must be really good at it because he sold everybody on that island about salespeople being untrustworthy.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the main point. And and you mentioned it a little bit earlier. He put the target on Justine by making these claims. Mm. And we've discussed it before. You brought it up earlier. Early on, players have to find anything they can to put a target. And this is just one of those situations. Call them weak. Call them strong. Call them schemy. Call them disloyal. Call call them a a salesperson. Whatever it is, get a target away from yourself onto someone else. And Cody did exactly that by making it seem like Justine was this huge, huge threat. Yep.
1: It's amazing.
2: Yeah. Now... To me, and you also got into this. This was the part I was like, is she looking at my notes? <laughs> Cody successfully got into Jesse's head
1: mm-hmm. because
2: Jesse was even repeating privately that you should never trust a salesperson. I know. And then he started looking for every little thing. Right. Oh, Justine this is why like Cody
1: was so good at being yes. a salesperson.
2: Yes. You know, Justine told me she's great at lying. Why would she do that?
1: Well,
2: she's yeah. A salesperson. yeah, I mean, she said it because she believed they were working together and it was supposed to be something to help him, mm-hmm. you know, but because he was already worried about her, he took that as a negative, like she was going to be lying to him after she told him she could lie. Well,
1: yeah,
2: um, you know, plus he said she seemed scary and smart and calculating and, quote, kind of lethal. It just all piled on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, Cody really set the stage for her demise very quickly. And then Jesse swooped in there and was like, let me finish this one off.
2: Yeah. Now, I will say that in addition to what, um, you know, the stuff that Jesse had said, it wasn't just about her being in sales because uh, as we already discussed, it was also about her being so tight with Noel, as we already discussed. And that part was indeed true. Um, plus, as we also talked about already, while Justine said she trusted Jesse and felt close to him, she acknowledged that it was third closest. Yeah. And, you know, it's just not great to know that there are two other people on a six person tribe who are closer than he was.
1: Right. And I really think, too, that the relationship that she had with Noel. I think was not as significant as everything that Cody had kind of put out there regarding Justine, because nobody was talking about the Noel half of that. Right. I mean, they were talking about the two of them together, but then it was falling back on Justine. Right. And so if it was really just about that relationship, well, why aren't we talking about Noel too? Then you've got this added level of, Oh, well, she's, you know, can't be trusted. She's a salesperson, all of this extra that's been added on. So she definitely found herself up against a lot of things that were completely out of her control.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I do want to address a few other things that did not cause them to worry about her being too much of a threat, even though it might have seemed like it. One of these things was uh, in the episode, one came up in her interviews. The one from the episode was when Justine came up to Jesse. And, you know, said, oh, I wonder if I can trust you because I have a tiny inkling and I don't want to get hoodwinked." And this led to Jesse telling us that he couldn't have someone who didn't trust him. But really, he'd already made up his mind at that point. That was clear. We mm. saw that. So I guess it was a little bit more icing on the cake, but that cake had already been fully baked. Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, they threw it in there. They threw it on the show, but At that point, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. The other item is that she told some interviewers, including Rob, that she thought her starting the fire had made her something of a threat. And I I just don't think so. She apparently saw that in some Reddit threads and Twitter posts that they were saying she showed her cards too early. And, you know, I suspect her own thought process and talking about that in interviews was impacted by what she had seen online. Mm. I personally didn't see it from anyone I follow on Twitter. And I, of course, only follow the intelligent people on Twitter. <laughs> so I'm not saying if I don't follow you, you're not intelligent, because there are a lot of people I, I just don't have the time. But obviously, some people on Twitter and Reddit and heaven forbid, Facebook um, may not think through everything quite the same way. And I think it is silly for someone to say she was targeted because she made fire. She showed her cards to her.
1: Well, and I will say that making fire on Survivor, well, is an awesome feat to actually accomplish. And now clearly because of the fire making Mm -hmm. at four has become more of a thing, but making fire on Survivor is part of playing Survivor. Yeah. So it's just one of those, it, you need to have it. And if you have someone on your, on your tribe that's really great at it, awesome. You know, then you're like, great, we're going to have fire. And if you can make it, awesome. You know, there's, so I do think that there's kind of a shift there.
2: Mm-hmm. Excuse me one second. Uh, Jessica just had to uh, she inhaled some smoke from all the fire that uh, a
1: little too much. Right. Yeah. But I do think that there is that now added component relative to fire, but I was practicing making fire with Flint before I went out to survivor. People Mm -hmm. do that because you have to, because you're playing the game of survivor period. It doesn't come down to the fire making challenge.
2: Yeah. So uh, if Justine, if you're, if you're uh, listening, watching, Ignore those people on Reddit and Twitter. They're wrong.
1: But you're um, still the queen of fire. So it's yes, okay.
2: I have fire spiders. So because she became the queen of spiders. So I think you just combine them and she's the queen of fire spiders.
1: Ooh.
2: yeah. Which if you thought regular spiders were scary, imagine fire spiders.
1: Oh, my Aww. God. N- um, no, yeah. no, thank you.
2: which covers idols and advantages in game mechanics. And, you know, Justine got asked by, I think, every interviewer about the beads and Cody's hat. Mm. But of course, she didn't have any suspicion. She had no reason to have any Mm suspicion. And we talked about this already, that Cody was the perfect person to do a crazy task. Yeah. Um, And it helped. Again, that he had two other actors in his little troupe to help put on a show and get the yes. remaining three. Like, oh yes, I—I I mean, they did it much better than this. Yeah, I'll—I'll—I'll I, I, I'll, I'll donate beads. to the cause. Oh, here, yeah, you. Oh, Noel,
1: all of my beads. Yeah,
2: here, Noel, you should do it too. Let's everyone do it. Let's make it a tribal activity. Yeah.
1: Yo, now, you, was you, there anything on that parchment that specified whether or not he could just? take them?
2: It said you cannot take them. You have to. Oh, okay. I was
1: curious about that. Now,
2: actually, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I was a hoarder when I was out there. Oh, yeah. And I was ripping things off of everything. (laughs) So, like, when we had to, when we were leaving camp, when we had merged, and they were like, pack up all your stuff, like, right now. I ran over to our sign. I, like, ripped everything. I was, like, taking this. (laughs) I am bringing stuff home with me. And so I might have ripped a few things off of some torches.
2: (laughs) You probably impacted their eBay value.
1: I'm sure it did. So if anyone actually got one of those, which I'm super jealous and it should have an extra like, you know, thing on it that Mm -hmm. seems to be missing. It's probably in my bag.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I actually um, meant to look up. uh, This question came up on uh uh, rob was doing an instagram live uh and the question came up of like it was was the wording that he was supposed to make it into a bracelet and as such you know if you look at it from a technicality standpoint did he do what was necessary i forgot to go back and look that Mm, up i would say you could you know there's no definition of the length of a bracelet and mm. so, if he connected all the beads together, even if they were on a hat,
1: it's a it, really big bracelet. It's a really because big bracelet because you can just keep wrapping it around. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And some people have those. I I used to work with someone who had one of those. It was just mm-hmm. really long, you know. And so, so I again, I did, yeah, did not. These, do a deep these dive things
1: should point. not be up for interpretation. Right.
2: Exactly. Uh, And that's why I I'm sad that I forgot to do that deep dive. I I'm sorry. Um,
1: Jeez, come on, I
2: Bloomberg! Know. I know
1: you have know. one thing to do. One thing. I'm sorry. God.
2: Actually, I had two things. I had to jump on as a special guest on the feedback show oh. uh, to give an update on Garrett Adelson. So stop. Um, but In your uh, tired
1: existence, these TikToks.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: And podcasting. Yes. Ugh.
2: Yes. So um, now, besides the uh, it. it Continuing with Rule Seven, sorry. Besides this issue, there was, are of course, like, what are we listening to? yeah, there was, of course, Dwight's lost vote, and that hurt Justine's cause. In that it seems like it might have been tied three three if he had it. Mm. But then we have to remember the vote split plan because they were so sure that Jesse was with them. So if they had had what they believed were four votes, they probably would have done a two two split, mm. or they might have just done a three one. And it still wouldn't have mattered because Jesse would have made sure he was one of the supposed three and it would yeah. have ended up being a two one. And it would right. you know, it,
1: I think the three one away. would have made more sense because if you are throwing in that one mm-hmm. and then it ends up becoming a tie, if you right. have the majority, then they're just all going to vote for the other person anyway. That's true. That's true. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, we can move on to appendix a, which is about the players keeping their end goals in mind when voting And we talk about voting out the weak, then the strong, then the weak, then the strong. This was once again, obviously, on the minds of everyone on the tribe, Mm. one way or the other. As Noelle and Justine pushed to keep the tribe strong by voting out NECA, while Cody and Jesse went the alliance route. And this episode showed exactly what we were talking about last week. Right? With Tiffany. Tiffany, look at you. I I made into a TikTok. and morning, yes. And I believe the perception was there it God, is that it she is. was not as good at challenges. And yet you stayed. Why did you stay? You because I was it.
1: good in this, so I was just right. I was in a good spot
2: exactly. So that's what I'm saying is you are the perfect example for why you can get past that, even if they say, you're you're not as good at challenges because you were better, better in the strategic. Game. <laughs> so there was. there was
1: two Jessica's, there was two Bloomberg's, that was a lot.
2: And one Tiffany, which is a lot anyway. Oh, uh, she's so, lovely. so, yeah, I mean, that was the conversation. Sorry, I kind of mm-hmm. jumped in there. Uh, 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 first time ever sharing a clip like that. So look at us. That was amazing. Um, who knew we could do that? uh and see this is what i do with my now you
1: now you have a new trick
2: i have a new toy yes um oh my gosh gosh, i can put all the david your rights in there now um
1: oh there's so many things you could do
2: oh my gosh i'm gonna spend all my retired time thinking of them but (laughs) uh anyway the the point is that yeah we had just talked about it and poof there it was you (laughs) know it was much like tiffany had obvious problems on the balance beam in her season NECA was practically dying while dragging the snake, like you mentioned. And mm-hmm. the thing was, she was getting called out by Jeff, but she couldn't even get the puzzle going either. Mm-hmm. And, and forget about the, the extra bag. piece and the bag on the ground. But even besides that, she was just, you know, Jeff was, Jeff was just like, and they've come to a stop again. And this was during the puzzle. They're just kind of staring at things and not yeah. knowing what to do.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, I mean, Cody admitted to Jesse, Neca was atrocious, mm-hmm. but he immediately followed it up by saying, "But she's one of us," in yeah. much the same way that Evie was never going to let Tiffany go in forty-one at that point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it. There is a lot to be said about Survivor and the relationship component of it, because yes, the challenges are important, but also if you're looking at majority rules mm-hmm. and you have the majority. Well, even if we go to another tribal council, we still have options. We still have people we can vote out. And if we go to another one, guess what? There's another option because we still have the majority, which is a terrible way to think. But when you're playing Survivor, that's what you're doing. You're voting I, people out.
2: I think that's what Tiffany said last week. Uh, she she said, I knew if we went down to two, I'd be one of the two. Yeah. You know, yep. and so even Jeff brought up the question of challenge va- strength versus keeping the ally in tribal council. And the answer is almost always keeping an ally, because mm-hmm. that is what true strength means in Survivor.
3: Right.
2: And, you know, so, yeah, like you said, they lose they lose next week. I Noel. they lose the week after that. Bye bye, Dwight. Right. They would le- need to lose three more challenges before the merge before they have to worry about breaking up their own alliance
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: so all right with that it is about time to wrap things up what are your final thoughts
1: well i will say that when i first learned about justine i was curious because i wasn't sure how she was going to be on Survivor, like and what I mean, like I just wasn't sure how she would come across, how she would how she would end up melding into the world of Survivor. She seemed very impressive on paper, but there was just something about her that I was curious about because it just I, I was left wondering. And I think that we probably were a little bit cheated out of somebody who I think would have given us some really good Survivor playing, because I do think that Justine had the right idea. She had the right approach. She knew she needed to form a solid alliance. She knew she needed to form bonds and trust with people. But unfortunately, she didn't extend it out far enough. And she didn't reach into every person who was with her and tried to formulate that bond. She got comfortable. So she did the one thing that you never want to do on Survivor, and that's get comfortable. Trust is one thing, but putting all of your trust into that one person That's when you can find yourself in a really, really bad spot, which is what we found Justine in. She put all of her trust into Jesse, thought for sure he was 100% solid with her, and she found herself getting voted out. So unfortunately for Justine, she learned a very hard lesson relative to Survivor, and that's you can never put all your eggs in one basket. You have to make sure that you have gotten into every basket and that you have tried every potential Egg that's out there in order to make a determination how to control your game as opposed to letting someone control your game for you so it's too bad that we lost Justine so soon because I was very intrigued because I do think that she would have brought us some really incredible gameplay
2: in Justine's interview she said that she didn't realized Jesse saw her as a threat, but she would 100 percent take that as a compliment because if she was going to get voted out, she'd much rather be voted out for that reason as opposed to being weak or something like that. And I can understand that thought process. And I'm sure most people would feel that way as some small consolation to having been voted out, especially this early. But the thing is, either way, her torch was still snuffed and being seen as too much of a threat is indeed a very legitimate reason to get rid of somebody. It just so happens that in this particular case, it was more of a manufactured threat than a real one. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying Justine couldn't have turned into a real threat, but she wasn't really one yet in the five days that they'd been out there. However, Cody pushed so hard to make everyone think she was that we once again had a situation where perception became reality. Mm -hmm. Of course, to Cody, Justine was indeed a threat. She and Noel would have voted out Cody's tight ally, NECA, if they were given the chance. Then they would have been in control of the tribe, and he probably would have been next. He turned it around by painting a target on her, starting with something he knew a lot about, those scary salespeople. Then, as we discussed, he piled it on from there, and some people, like Jesse, started attributing any good, bad, or neutral behavior from her as showing just how dangerous she was. Justine thought she was doing a good job of strategizing and believed she was in the majority, but she didn't have any backup plans because she saw that Cody and NECA weren't trying to work with her, so she decided she wasn't going to try to work with them either. This made her completely reliant on Jesse, who outschemed her by being a triple agent after he had been convinced she was a huge threat. In the end, as Jeff discussed, it came down to the age-old question of challenge strength versus alliance strength. When it comes to the long game of Survivor, alliances have the much bigger impact. NECA was not good in challenges, but was a solid ally. While it turned out Justine was in the reverse situation. And that is why Justine lost. Excellent. So with that, uh, before we get to our predictions, (laughs) let me remind everyone uh, that the rules come in multiple forms the rules we just discussed uh we'll start in reverse order you've got the checklist t-shirt the checklist mug then you go up and you get the poster t-shirt the poster sweatshirt and of course the poster itself all of those can be found at robhaswebsitecom has slash yx all of it and more yes much more <laughs> so uh go there and uh as as jessica said before uh read it click it order it buy it <laughs> wear it or words to that effect
1: something like that yes i think your order made more sense
2: yes well i tried um all right predictions mm. you got it right you get to go first i just what? I, I just decided that on the fly uh,
1: of course you did so i will say incredibly impressed by the baka tribe in that challenge Mm. That was amazing. I did not expect them to be so, like, impressive. Coco, they were also very impressive. Bessie, obviously, we've already discussed. (laughs) Now, do you
2: think Baca was as impressive? Because as we saw in the secret scene, Owen nailed exactly what the... Oh uh, challenge was going to be. Yeah. Down so you two, think they were
1: practicing picking up a four hundred no, pound they snake?
2: Could, they could they could plan. I mean, they could be like, Okay, this is what we're going to do. Oh, sure. Um, you know, and he yeah. even knew um Yeah. Again, he knew it was 400 pounds. Right. Exactly. You know, Sammy's over there like, Oh yeah, like 200 pounds or something. And Owen didn't even argue it. Owen's like, ah, heavier than that. But then come to confessional, he's like 400 pounds.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's when being a fan of Survivor, Mm -hmm. a super fan of Survivor really helps because you know, all of the nuanced components of these challenges. So, but I feel like, Oh gosh, this is terrible. I really have to go first. Yes, you
2: do. I don't like this. So Then don't get it right and you won't have to go first.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> so I have a crazy thought, all right? Only one? Yeah, just one. Um, no, that's not gonna happen either. <laughs> oh Lord. I don't like this at all. Hmm. Okay, so I really don't know. Like, and I, because here's the problem. There's so many permutations. that I was supposed could, to
2: think about this before the podcast.
1: Okay, you know what I was doing. I know. I, I was know. a little bit busy today. All right. But, all right. So here's my concern. If we go back to the Baca tribe, I just feel like. There's something about the Baca tribe that is me. Ma- but then I'm also thinking Coco. I'm between Baca and Coco that it's going to be someone from Baca and someone from Coco. For some reason, for some reason, my, uh, my brain is going to Lindsay. And I don't know why.
2: Oh, that's bad. Don't
1: say I know that. it's bad because I, I love her. I think she's great. But then I'm also thinking that Gabler because of everything that we've seen relative to his being not feeling well and not doing well. So I'm going to go with Gabler.
2: You know, he still has that immunity. idol.
1: Shit. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Lindsay.
2: (laughs) You've convinced me. Well, I didn't mean to convince you to go with Lindsay of all people. I know.
1: And I just, because I'm looking at Coco right now, we know that Gio and Ryan are close. James is, Definitely in with the women. Carla and Cassidy, they seem to have connected, if I'm remembering correctly. And I know Lindsay and Cassidy, Carla and Cassidy.
2: Hmm? Cassidy, who's that?
1: Uh, listen, I saw that. I liked it. But I really like Cassidy. So I've I do, to too. It. That's why I want her more. I know. Let's so, like, let's bring, bring this show. girl out and show yeah. her to the world. She's lovely. By the way, she likes our show. Um, oh, good. Yeah. So, but yes, I love her too. The question but question is, will like,
2: she still after she saw that TikTok? Hopefully, she knows it was uh, aimed at the producers, not right. At the, like,
1: like let's see some Cassidy because yeah. she's she is badass. But I I just I don't know. There's something there's something sending me in Lindsay's
2: okay. direction. Okay. So here's mine. So starting with Vessie, if they Which go back, clearly to much with-
1: more thought out than mine.
2: Yes. Um, <laughs> I have have the beads. You do. You have the beads. Um, If if Bessie goes back to tribal council, I see two possibilities, Noel or Dwight. Noel, clearly on the outs. Dwight wasn't in on the vote and had pushed to get his way. Um, But I still think Jesse wants to bring him back in. So that takes us back to Noel. Mm. Uh, Last week, I had suggested for Baca, if they go back to tribal council, that Janine would be in trouble. This week, the situation is muddled. In theory, as you said, it should be Gabler, but he has an expiring idol that any normal person would use in that situation, and the others have to presume he will, even though he hasn't been 100% normal when it comes to idols. Um, Ellie and Janine think the guys aren't doing much, and Ellie would rather let Owen go than Sammy. Meanwhile, Sammy said the guys should stick together. And if any of them are approached by the women, report back so they can handle it. But I don't trust Sammy to actually do that. Mm. I think if Ellie tells him, hey, me and Janine want you to join us and vote out Owen, I think Salmon will be like, guys alliance? What guys alliance? Yeah, sure. We'll get rid of Owen. Um, And this worries me quite a bit.
1: Why are you doing this?
2: I'm just telling you what I'm seeing here. Uh, As for Coco, after this episode, it sure looks like either Gio or Ryan would be going. Considering we had seen Gio struggling previously in a challenge and Ryan's overall strength and size, uh, I'm sticking with my thought that Gio would be voted out. Now, with all that in mind, official prediction, Vessi goes back to tribal council uh, and they follow up the Justine vote with a noel vote. Sad. Yes. Yes,
1: all very sad.
2: It is. It really is. It is. Um. All right. Well, as we wrap up, uh, I want to encourage people to check out the RHAP Patron Program at robhaswebsite.com/slash/patron. You can get access to our uh, various uh, Survivor Patron. Sorry, patron survivor related uh, podcasts. Uh, Survivor Academy, for example, is this week. Uh, Rob is doing that five times during the season, I believe, is the plan. Uh, We had appeared on that last season. Um, And uh, there's the patron five for five. There's uh, patrons get earlier access to uh, and live access to a number of different podcasts. And of course, when those aren't going on, there's the Facebook groups and discord to keep everyone occupied with a great community of people. Um. So yes, everybody should sign up. Uh, apparently now there's a new thing Patreon is doing. At times you've heard me say, "Oh, wait till the end of the month to sign up," but now they're doing it on a true like you sign up today, you get billed in 30 days. It's not based on like you don't get charged for a whole month if you happen to sign up on the 30th of the month.
1: Mm. Or mm-hmm. So that's good. So
2: yeah. Uh. So you can go to robhaswebsite dot slash patron. Uh, it helps support shows like ours and everything on the network. Uh, or you can click on the link at Rob has dot com slash YX loss feed. And once you get to the Facebook groups, make sure to say hello.
1: Yes. And you should also say hello to us on Twitter. I'm at Jessica Lewis, 89, and he is at David Bloomberg. You should definitely follow us both because you can see that I am slow on my GIF. Selection and David Bloomberg, who doesn't use gifts, just I use gifts
2: I use GIFs sometimes. Send,
1: post, I'm, I'm, me, I'm using like, a computer. Looking uh- for the perfect GIF and I'm two seconds behind him. Then he has to remind me of it. So you should definitely follow us both I again. I only
2: reminded you
1: three Jessica times on Wednesday. Mm, yes, because we do live tweet, which is what I'm referring to. Yes. And at David Bloomberg. And also, you've heard about David Bloomberg's TikToks. He is at David underscore Bloomberg. As you saw, there was two Jessica's and two David's just on this podcast. And that's because of one of his TikToks as well. So please follow him there. And then uh, Instagram is a thing, too. I don't post as much on Instagram, but I'm at Jessica Lewis, six, seven, eight,
2: nine. And I don't remember what yours is. David.e.bloomberg. Uh, Yours are so I,
1: confusing.
2: I know because some other David, who knew there were so many David Bloombergs out Apparently, there?
1: Apparently, it's like a popular Spole name. My
2: names. Um, but uh, yes, and uh, it's funny because, like, for some of the survivor stuff, I posted on TikTok where I have like six times as many followers as Instagram. That's not as big a feat because on Instagram, I don't have very many. And it'll only get a few hundred and then I'll post it on Instagram and it'll get like thousands. And I'm like, I don't understand how these work. Someone please explain this to me, but all
1: of it's weird. There's so much yeah. social media so much.
2: Yes. Uh, so just wait till I start up my YouTube channel and you'll have one more thing to read.
1: Lord have mercy. Yes. You and your retirement.
2: I know I've got to support myself, even though I don't actually make anything from any of this, but Hey, um, so Everyone should also subscribe to all of the RHAP podcasts uh, by going to our YX Lost Feed page. Uh, You'll find great content for the Survivor world, like the Know It Alls, Taryn Stockwatch, Shannon Gus's Survivor International, the B and B, much more. Uh, So, again, go to the YX Lost Feed page and click on the subscribe button. And
1: thank you to Scott Saint Pierre for all of the editing that he does, not only for the Y Blank Lost podcast, but all of the editing on RHAP. You do an incredible job, lots of incredible work. So thank you, Scott, for everything. And also thank you to Will from America for our catchy theme song. We love it. It's fabulous. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for joining us again. Thank you, David, for making me laugh so much I almost was coughing all over the podcast. So I appreciate it, as always. It's been quite fun. And me and the beads, will uh, we'll get you next time. Okay. I'll make
2: sure to share a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, well, thank you, Jessica. And uh, as I said, I know you had a, a long day. So, for to add on to this, uh, come here and podcast for everyone. We all appreciate it. Uh, and uh, so, we will see everyone in a week. Uh, and, um, but I guess before we go, I should mention if you haven't watched uh, or listened to the Why Taylor One and uh Monty and Turner lost podcast with me and Ovi uh you should do that uh but most people probably have turned off because I was about to say goodbye but if you haven't then you should definitely go check that out and now I will say Jessica and I will see you in a week bye
1: bye if you lost
0: survivor and you're feeling down David and Jessica will turn
1: it
3: around They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how You played yourself and got voted out This is why Blank lost and This is why Blank lost
0: Baby, this is why Blank lost